It's been about six months since I started the Bells and Whistles Theater, which is kind of the creative home of this podcast now. It's where I release all the upcoming episodes, extra scenes, and standalone short stories. I'm working on my second short story now. And if you're curious about how things are going with the podcast, if I will keep podcasting, uh, and if I am able to survive as a creator, I have just published a free episode of my In the Wings Behind the Scenes podcast, where I discuss um, how I feel about the Bells and Whistles Theater in the Lesbian Romantic Podcast and its future right now. So if that interests you, go to patreon.com slash lesbianromantic and sign up for free, and you'll have access to that um, episode of my behind-the-scenes podcast. All right, let's get to this episode. Hello, wonderful people. Are you ready for another episode? But first, a reminder, the offer for a custom recording when you join Team TLR or Team Secret, it's in its final days. If you'd like to help keep this podcast going, and you'd like to become a member of Team TLR or Team Secret, now is the time. Go to lesbianromantic.com support. By the way, Patreon introduced this cool new feature. You can now get a free trial for some of the plans of the membership plans. So you can check out all the extras, the binge files, the extra scenes. You can look around and see if you like it. If you don't, you just cancel before the seven-day trial ends. If you do like it and you want to help this podcast, then you just stick around and become part of this awesome community. So lesbianromantic.com slash support. I want to welcome and thank a couple of new patrons. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, Caitlin. Thank you, Julie. Thank you, Mirte. Thank you, Chloe. Thank you, Naiwan. And thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Eva. Thank you, Vero. Thank you, Cynthia. I want to thank many, many more patrons, many more fellow romantics, but I'm going to do that after the show. Welcome to the Lesbian Romantic Podcast. This is Connection Revealed, Part 21. September 22nd. 2063. San Francisco. Fire Blue Territory. North American Province. 12.45 p.m. Local Time. Elle hurried into her office. The Secretary of Defense hot on her heels. Close the door, please, Elle said as she pulled back her chair. Madam President, the Secretary started. I think we should reassess. I know what you're going to say, Ellen, Elle said, placing her hands on the wooden desk. And you're right. She gestured for her secretary to sit down. Ellen obliged, crossing her legs and pulling a dark blue skirt over her knees. So you agree we need to get them back to their pot today, by force if needed. Elle pursed her lips as she tried to find the right words for what she wanted to say next. Usually... Elle followed Ellen's advice. The woman had decades of experience and Elle greatly appreciated her wisdom. But today, Elle wanted to follow her own instinct. 
even though it was exactly how she had gotten everyone into this mess in the first place. But maybe, just maybe, she had been right to follow her gut? Michelle Becker and that scientist had clearly come to the border for a very specific reason. Elle no longer believed that Louise was the reason. Becker might think she could kill two birds with one stone now that she was here, but not Turner. The scientist was on a mission, Elle felt, and she wanted to know what that mission was. This kind of information could give her leverage for years and years to come. And it might help her to convince the global government to remove Michelle Becker from power. I feel like we need to understand more before making a decision, Elle said. The secretary's feisty hairdo, which made her look ten years younger, contrasted with the deep line forming between her eyes that gave away her age. There are enemies, and every minute they're in our territory increases the risk, Ellen started saying. I know, Elle replied, straightening. But we're missing something here. How far have we progressed with their tablets? Not far, Ellen sighed. As expected, everything is heavily encrypted. It's gotten even more advanced since the last time we got our hands on some global tech. Elle nodded in understanding. Are you sure our source at the base can't help? I really don't think we should ask them, Ellen said. We don't know what the global army knows at this time. If we inform our source about the tablets and ask for help, they might send word to their higher-ups. I thought this person supported our cause, Elle asked, picking up a pen. Whenever they feel like it, the secretary replied. They're not a mole, just an informant who passes things on now and then. We have no leverage with them. Elle sighed. <sighs> right. Any chance we can make progress in the next few hours? Hours, Ellen asked, her dark eyebrows shooting up. Even if we asked Louise, Elle interrupted her again. No, I don't want Louise involved. The secretary glanced at the window, her lips pulled into a thin line. Elle knew that Ellen was running out of patience. She had ignored the secretary's advice over and over again in the last two days. Her explanation for following her own course at all costs was shaky at best. To make matters worse, Alan had vehemently opposed keeping Louise in the dark. Louise had more knowledge about the global army than anyone else. But Elle had insisted that Louise was not to be informed about any of this. Look, I value your advice and I fully understand your concerns, Elle said, finally sitting down. Alan met her gaze. You haven't really taken them into consideration so far. I have a personal history with Michelle Becker, Elle continued, feeling a little defensive, but careful not to let that sentiment slip into her tone. I am still convinced that I'm the only person she will listen to. Right, Ellen sighed. What has that gotten us so far? You had to drug them to get them out of a deadly storm's path. She is up to something again, Elle said, ignoring what Ellen had just said. I just know it. She wants revenge for us outmaneuvering her years ago. The secretary straightened, her lips parting. There's more. The scientist, she's different, Elle said, 
raising her hand to stop Ellen. She's very smart and seems more open-minded. I think she's here for a completely different reason. Ellen sat back in her chair, uncrossing her legs and then crossing them again. She's not here to play games, Elle explained. I think she was in the desert to investigate something. She seems to be in a hurry to get back, but she wants to go online first to send a message. Isn't that odd? That is odd, but she could just be playing you, Ellen said, tilting her head. Maybe she's trying to buy time. Their army might be on the way now that they have an excuse to cross the border. I know that, Elle nodded. But what if the scientist is legit? Wouldn't it be good to know why they sent her deep into the desert, accompanied by one of their top commanders? Latest intel says Becker is no longer at the top, Ellen pointed out. I don't believe that, Elle said, leaning back in her chair. Becker is like weeds. She will never give up. It will take a lot to get rid of her. I'm not sure why I am here if you don't listen to any of my advice and even question the intel I share with you, the secretary said, her mouth twitching at the corner. Elle frowned. The secretary was getting a little harsh. Why did Ellen have to take this so personally? Ellen, we've always worked together well, I think, Elle said. We have, Ellen nodded, picking some lint off of her skirt. Until now, Elle took in a deep breath. She was starting to lose her patience too. Why was everyone so distrustful of her? Carmen had questioned every decision she had made, and now Ellen was doing the same. I want those tablets copied onto our own drives, Elle said coolly. Then, I want a team to take them and a portable satellite to the safe house. I want another team right behind them, tracking everything Becker and Turner send and receive. As you wish, ma'am, the secretary replied, meeting Al's gaze with a sigh. September 22nd, 2063. Safe House, Fire Blue Territory, North American Province, 12.45 p.m. local time. What is taking them so long? Michelle asked, peering out of the window. Jade blinked and responded. She did say she would need a couple of hours. It's been a couple of hours, Michelle said, scratching her elbow. They're trying to buy time. Jade studied the commander. Michelle was still wearing the protective pants. It had to be unbearably warm. The tank top stuck to Michelle's back and the commander kept adjusting it. Jade's eyes drifted to Michelle's shoulders where the glimmering bare skin had caught her attention hours ago and she couldn't stop herself from looking now and then. Something stirred in her belly every time she did. Things had changed between them in these last few hours. Michelle had shared some things about her past that made Jade look at her differently. Not necessarily in a good way, of course. Michelle was a beautiful woman, but she wasn't very likable, which shouldn't have been a surprise to Jade. She had known Michelle's reputation for being unreasonable and authoritarian long before she met the commander. And yet... 
Something about Michelle fascinated Jade. Finding out that Louise Thomas had been Michelle's best friend for years had only made her more curious. She kept wondering who Michelle had been before she got so dogmatic and career-driven. Now that Jade suspected a romantic relationship between Louise Thomas and Eleanor Lucas, that led to more questions about Michelle as well. Specifically about Michelle and Louise. Had they ever... Michelle, of course, had denied any romantic involvement between Lucas and Thomas. She had explained that Thomas had been a political trophy for Lucas, not a personal one. But then... Thomas had been killed by Lucas's best friend and advisor. He had wanted to remove Lucas from power, and Thomas had gotten in the way. It had turned a political trophy into a PR disaster for Lucas, even triggering a special election. In the end, Lucas must have won the election, and her best friend must be dead or in prison, Michelle had explained. Apparently, they hadn't been able to get much information out of the Fire Blue territory ever since Thomasette died. Jade didn't know what to believe. She knew better than to think that the commander trusted her. But this bothered her. She wanted Michelle Becker to trust her. I bet they're trying to get into those tablets before taking them here, Michelle said, turning around. Jade pushed herself up and stretched her arms above her head. The heat in the cabin was making her sleepy. She wished they could get some fresh air, but the morning was long gone and the heat would be worse outside. Why are you so relaxed about this? Michelle asked. I'm not worried about the encryption. It'll hold up. But I'm not relaxed either, Jade answered honestly. That's a first, Michelle said, propping her hip against the wall. Jade's eyes flicked to the curves of Michelle's stomach and upper legs. What is? she asked. You being worked up about something, Michelle replied. Jade's throat was dry. She scratched her cheek and walked to the table. Not true. I've been worried sick ever since I got those weird readings at the measurement station. Okay, fair enough, Michelle said pushing herself off of the wall and joining Jade by the table. But not about the rebels. Jade poured herself a glass of water. Bigger fish to fry, she said, shrugging. The rebels never scared me. Michelle crossed her arms and said, They should. They're our enemies. Are they? Jade asked, meeting Michelle's intense blue eyes. Of course they are, Michelle said immediately but her tone wasn't as fierce as Jade had expected it to be. They threaten everything we stand for. They threaten everything we built. So you keep telling me, Jade sighed, fed up with Michelle's rants about the fire blue rebels. Michelle shook her head and looked away while Jade sipped her water and clenched her teeth. There was a new tension between them. Where there had been mutual dislike before, there was now the strain of two people trying to understand each other while being stuck in their own stories. It's weird, Michelle said, her gaze still fixed on the window. Sometimes, for a few moments, I forget how we ended up here. Jay tilted her head and waited for Michelle to continue, noticing a drop of sweat slowly rolling down the commander's jaw. 
I think the heat is getting to me, Michelle continued, running a hand through her hair. We've been locked up in small spaces together for days now, Jade offered, putting her glass down. That messes with your head. Michelle nodded slowly. Not to mention being drugged, Jade said, hesitating for a moment. I think that's where you really lost it. A smile tugged at the corners of Michelle's lips. This encouraged Jade. And we do get on each other's nerves a lot. That doesn't help either, she continued. Michelle's eyes met Jade's, and for a moment, time seemed to come to a halt before a delighted <laughs> chuckle burst from Michelle's mouth, transforming her whole face. Stern lines became soft, cold eyes filled with warmth. Very accurate, the commander laughed. You're so annoying, Jade laughed too. And you are downright infuriating. Oh, really? Michelle asked, placing her hands on the table. Jade's mouth went dry again as her gaze fell on the damp skin of Michelle's chest. Yes, you drive me insane, Jade admitted. This was part 21 of Connection Revealed. While you're listening to this, I'm actually in France, enjoying some time off, some much needed time off. I know I always say that, but <laughs> that's always how it feels by the time I get to the vacation or time off. I think that's a lesson I still have to learn, but still I'm making progress, I'm making progress. Anyway, I worked very hard so that there would be no gap between episodes right now, but there will be in August, a one week extra. I know it sucks. I tried to avoid it, but it would leave me, you know, very tired before leaving on a surprise trip for my birthday. And I don't think that's fair, not to myself and not to my girlfriend who is organizing this surprise trip. Anyway, we have a few episodes to go before that happens. And all those episodes are possible thanks to the support of wonderful listeners around the world. I want to thank Caitlin, Fiona, Analus, Becky, Epiphany, E, Cheryl, Vera, Sally, and Bebe Gim. I want to thank Hannah, Shiro Leaf, Jamie, Prabot, Ross, Jane, Maddie, Theodati, Kate, and Ton. Thank you from the bottom of my heart, Kate, Pew, Lee, Jean, Carnet, Frau Kokus, Amy, Giovanna. I'm going to do that again. <clears throat> Giovanna. Better. <laughs> thank you, Kelsey. Thank you, Emily. Thank you, T. Lynn. Thank you, Canadian Cat. Thank you, Jennifer. Merci, Jackie. Thank you, Bonnie, Carrie Ann, Noelie. Huggins, Reese, and Lore. Danke, Kira, Isa, Shelly, Carissa, Hope, Sihem, Paul, Laura, Fawn, and Patricia. Thank you, Johannes, Belinda, Jamie, Jenny, Zadist, and Sydney. Thank you so much, Greta, Alicia, Charlotte, Jasmine, Grizel, and Juicebray. Thank you, Merci, Helene, Anne, Anna, <laughs> Sarah, Denisa, Daisy, Rosie, Sheena Riel, Melisandre, Madison, and Rhonda. Thank you so much, Becky, 
PB, Sue, Irene, Adam, Erica, Ray, Antonia, Nairi, Reed, Trinda, Bella, Jay, and Charlie is a good boy. Merci, Bob, Heidi, L, Kat, Sven, Carla, Valerie, Brie, Matthias, Emily, The Dash, Ariana, M, Marie-Hélène, Ashley, Annie, Amber, and, last but not least, Delisa, Queen of Paradise. Thank you all. I couldn't do this without your support, without your help. And thank you to everyone who has bought the book, Worth the Risk. I hope you enjoyed it. Oh, maybe something important. I know many of you really love the diva story. So do I. But it's been a long time since I wrote that story, since I created that story. I mean, the difference in writing and recording and reading, that's huge. So I'm rewriting the story and I'm going to release it as a book by the end of this year. It's very exciting to me. Um, I'm gonna, you know, I really want to make the story better and uh, really bring some of that experience that I have now to a story that I created long ago. <laughs> and uh, because in a way, it's still my favorite too. Every time I start working on it, on the rewrite, I kind of feel this, ah, this buzz. Um, yeah, there's some sort of connection with that story, maybe because it's so connected to one of my passions, opera. So, yeah. Anyway, keep an eye out for that. I'll, I'll, I'll give you updates, especially on Patreon. I might even share some excerpts of the rewritten script now and then. I think that would be fun, actually. Oh, by the way, patrons, make sure you don't miss the latest extra scene. It's an extra scene, a written extra scene with Hannah and Millie. All right, that is it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for spending time with me. It's always a privilege. And I will see you soon in the next episode of Connection Revealed and the Lesbian Romantic. <laughs>